we're just going to start off with some general shit chat. Uh, we got mic stands, and it will reduce the only noise that I've ever seen tonight, Arrow, which is um, is the, the noise um, the cord makes rubbing off things. So, like, do you know when people have, like, I think it's called mastophobia, which I have to some extent to think is when people are chewing. To some extent, is it? To a high extent. <laughs> and it really, like, it just produces unreasonable anger. And uh, for some reason, that's how Dara... Dara's manifest is with just the cable rubbing off it. And I've never seen you like that with anything. That sound interference yeah. of that cable rubbing yeah. off literally haunts my dreams. Yeah, it's mad. Because it's good to know. It takes like five times longer to edit the podcast. Because you just keep going along and every time there's a little... <laughs> yeah. You just have to cut it out. These are the biz, aren't they? A little nick. Oh, well, these won't fit in the bag, though. Yeah, but we'll just have a van follow us around with our podcast here now. So... This is just how it is now. <laughs> Here we are. 2019. See, show, leave your notes there so I can see. So what you've got first, you've got Lasha, Dash, Dash Lasha. Yeah. So this is just going to be any mishmash of things we thought about from 2019 that we thought were interesting. Yeah, I suppose 2019 in terms of weightlifting especially yeah. is a bit of a, it's an exciting time, but it's it's like the penultimate episode, like. Do you yeah, know, it, you're it, just you're just waiting for next year. It was a scary time. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of flux, a lot of change. Uh, but then what we're basically seeing is people like Lasha ramping the fuck up mm-hmm. and getting ready for some major things next year. Just as a general, before we kind of get into it, because a lot of the stuff we have is weightlifting. But in terms of other strength sports, there wasn't a whole lot going on really. Like uh, like the powerlifting was taken away as usual. Yeah, lads are doing big deadlifts. Yuri Belkin smashing out some big deadlifts and stuff. When like, did Eddie do his five hundred? That was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was, or even earlier than that. So there was no huge events in powerlifting that we we're like aware of it in the kind of intricacies. Do you know actually? Do you know that slingshot event, record breakers? Yeah. And do you know there was that thing about the all the really bad judging and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. They took that on board and it seemed they took it on board negatively and the competition is gone now. What? Yeah, but I was reading and uh, read a part of thing, which is actually, it's a pretty civil place, weirdly enough. Yeah. Most of the time. and um, Compared to Reddit weightlifting. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, this is better for the sport, basically, because it was a shitty judging and he's like, these competitions make the sport less um, valid. Like Definitely, it, it, yeah. Like yeah. you're just fucking, it was very bad calls like to someone who's not too bothered about depth. Yeah, watching it was was quite poor. I think the thing is as well where that's damaging is like that's clearly a commercial thing. Yeah, you know, 100%. like the slingshot record breakers. All they want is some huge lifts. Of course, they yeah. just want to be like whoever back squatted five million kilos mm-hmm. at the slingshot record breakers. And one of the things people were saying was they'd gotten like guest judges. You know, they got like Stan Efting and Cohen to judge. You know, yeah, yeah. And because they're not like official referees, they're just going to be sound people because they're like, yeah. I would do the same thing. I wouldn't, I'd be like, yeah, white lights, whatever. Like, yeah. you know, it's the last thing you want is be like that fucking cunt stand efforting. Exactly. Like, why would you bring that grief in yourself as yeah, a guest yeah, judge? Yeah. Like, so that's, that's not, I wouldn't blame Ada or Stan or anyone else doing that. No, You'd not blame at all. People like bring them in for a side judge or whatever, you know, something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? But, um, other than that, I can't even any major events and part of things <coughs> that were, um, Exciting The um, so was, We're just talking about yesterday The legitimacy of the IPF continues Yeah We're talking about it with the Who was it in Mallow we're talking to Sure Sure Yeah yeah uh, It's um, An unbelievably impressive organisation It's it's The it more a, Like usually Organisations like that Look great from a distance and Then The more you see of them Or the more you talk to people Who are involved Or anything like that The kind of worse their rap gets Yeah or it's like it looks great on the outside, but Jesus, try being a judge or try being a member. Is that what we're hearing though? Jesus Christ, everybody loved them. Um, <coughs> supposedly they've nearly a million, apparently it's over a million yeah. users worldwide. So of this year, I think, which is phenomenal. It's crazy. Uh, see, the problem with powerlifting is, unfortunately, is that because the weights are so absolute, unless someone does something like the 500 kilo at the all, you're kind of a little bit it's it doesn't really get out like so you get people who are like maybe 90 kilos breaking like a toll world record and like to be honest even weightlifting when people break toll world records they're not that no one really no. cares that much no unfortunately but the, the single lifts people want to know about yeah and I think there's just a like 
there's consequences to weightlifting that don't seem to be as obvious in powerlifting. Like, you see guys tearing their quads and stuff in powerlifting, but that's like... Yeah. When you see someone get a compound fracture in their elbow yeah, during yeah. a snatch, you're like, oh, yeah. fuck. It's grim. And just for somebody who has no idea about the sport, if they're watching the Olympics yeah. and they see a barbell that's like, doesn't matter what the weight is, if it's over somebody's head and they're like barely able to hold it in yeah. the bottom of a squat, it's very easy to see like, oh, that's incredibly difficult. Yeah. Whereas if like, if you're watching a squat and you've no idea what the weight is or you've no idea what the body weight of the person is, mm-hmm. like... A 200 kilo squat looks like a 300 kilo squat. That's the problem. Joe. What? Uh, Rayway didn't have a great year this year, did he? Did he squat I 490? Mean. It's 490, 495 or something is his best, I think. At World. But was it this year or last year he did that? I'm not sure. Because I remember the last two competitions I've kind of followed him, he was not doing great. Yeah. I think he had a very bad condition in one of them. Um, He's just a phenomenal athlete. He's phenomenal. But other than that, there's no major events I can think not to do. No. Um... In terms of CrossFit, they obviously had that huge games overhaul, two opens this year. Crazy, yeah. Mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and it, it like... Seems to have... There's been, like, in terms of overall as a sport, there's been a huge amount of change. Yeah. Joe, like, they fired all the media team. They still have no Facebook or Instagram, do they? I don't know. But, like, they basically got rid of, like, 20 or 30 people. Uh, the lads, Buttery Bros, you didn't watch those, did you? No. They were lads who used to work at um, CrossFit HQ, apparently, and they'd moved. Then they started their own YouTube channel, and they yeah. already kind of knew a lot of the top athletes. Yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. a bit of credibility to them when they're making kind of um, weightlifting house or all things gym kind nice. of style videos. You know, when they travel to their, just talk to them. They do, they do a bit of training themselves, though. Okay. So they kind of get involved in workouts or whatever, whatever yeah. the elite CrossFitters are doing. Uh, very good quality videos. Yeah, like the quality of the CrossFit HQ stuff is unbelievable. So good. They, like um, when you look at Brooke Entz's husband, I think, uh, he was hit CrossFit HQ. Was he? And like he does her blogs now. It makes Entz. Have you watched them or did you go? <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. They're very, very high production quality. Like, um, Any aspiring videographers who are in Ireland and you want to come videos for some things? Please. <laughs> Send us a DM. Send us a DM. Uh, or an email. See yeah. strength. Or if you just, if you just loudly, loudly whistle yeah. into the distance. We'll hear you. We'll hear you. Not on the left ear, but on the right ear, we'll hear you. <laughs> they, um, I think the games, you know, the way they're like, it's kind of countries now. Yeah. That's, um, it, I, from someone who's not heavily involved, I think, or who's not invested in any of it, um, I think it's, it's, um, it was good for the sport. You like it? Because I used to watch the behind the scenes of the games. Oh, those five fair video series. Sven. Unbelievable. Don't know who Sven was, but that's all I kept hearing. Sven. And was it Sven? They were so good. Yeah. I used to find those incredibly interesting. If if you're eating a food, if you're eating a food, if you're eating a meal, yeah. and you want to listen to if you want to watch something, they were so good for that. I don't know, is he He's behind got Gravitas Productions or whatever? Do you know who do the CrossFit movies now? Oh, fuck off. I think so, yeah. Do you know the Netflix ones? Like the They're, oh, I love those. They're great. great. Really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so I think in terms of CrossFit, really, really exciting things are happening. Yeah. Uh, Although uh, Greg Glassman said he doesn't like the games, basically. Yeah, I wonder, is it going to be a thing that, like, a company will come in and, and overtake, or will come in and take over the games and then have it, like, the CrossFit games by, like, similar to what Reebok was, except they'd actually manage the games. It must be weird to start something like CrossFit as Greg Glassman and own it. And then to have it kind of run away from you. Yeah. But you're still getting a load, much of, so. a load of money from it. And you're kind of left with... Like, he's, I, he said, like, he it's gone from general public health to the sport of CrossFit. Yeah. Um, and Glassman's message all along was, like, just trying to make people healthy, you know? Like, they had, like, the war on sugar. They had just trying to make people generally healthier. And then the games came along. Uh, and it's a very, very big split in the camp. If you're Greg Glassman, though, yeah, you have basically an unlimited amount of wealth. <laughs> Pretty much, basically, yeah. Do you know, like he's at the poker table with unlimited chips, and I think he's just making the moves he wants to make. I think it's kind of it's gone beyond them now, though. I don't think it's. I feel like it's. Oh, kinda, there's no way they could stop the games. Now. It's a runaway thing. Like even if if they stop the games, <laughs> it's someone like some kind of corporation or someone with a lot of money, or any two buckles with a bit of fucking balls. Could just come in, be like the fitness world championships. You've got to qualify for your own country. Yeah. If you got a backing, you're like, look, the CrossFit games are gone, but we know there is 
thousands, hundreds of elite athletes who are still training. They're left at nothing. We give, give me a half a million cash prize yeah. for the winner, and you like you make no in the money. And when you look at the size of the sanctional events now, like that, if the games is to go next week, yeah. I assume those sanctional events would just band together. They'd make some sort of like a fitness league. It'd be uh, tough, yeah, but it'd be a good idea. Yeah, and have a penultimate final somewhere. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm, I'm a much bigger fan of this like sanctionals and stuff I think so too and have them over the course of a year you know yeah yeah it's not like this whole thing of same schedule every year the same like they all seem to do a strength block then they all seem to go into the open in mm-hmm. incredible nick yeah then they all try and hold on to whatever they have for the games 50% of them explode in the first two days uh, another 25% just die somewhere yeah, and then on the last day of the games, someone gets heat stroke. Yeah, on the last day of the games, Matt Fraser wins. Yeah, you know, like that's just the way it's been. Like, and before that, it was just throwing one on the last day. Like, yeah, that, like everyone was waiting for Matt to win or or waiting for Rich to win. Um, yeah, it's it's great to see. It's never a bad thing for the sports to see the best athletes compete more, and no. a sport should be. Its aim should always be to give. The people to watch the best athletes compete as often as possible. Yeah. To the detriment of the athletes because they're disposable. Yeah. And I think like if you look at a sport like baseball in the States yeah. uh, or basketball in the States, like you've got guys playing up to 100 games a year, mm-hmm. which is fucking mental. Like, Crazy. It's like two, three games a week. NBA. Uh, yeah. And like those guys fall apart. And I think obviously. NFL too, yeah. The physical demands. Yeah, like NFL doesn't have the same number of games. The physical demands are a lot higher. But they still play like 40 games a year. Yeah, it's mental. So then when you have like, obviously that can't work in a sport like CrossFit. uh, Because they would literally fall apart. But at least like like they've done now, you can go from once a year to. To eight times a year. Or even three times a year. Yeah. Like a lot of them seem to do sanctionals now. And even though they qualified. They're still, still doing sanctions. For cash prize. Yeah. Like uh, Sarah Sigmund's daughter has qualified ages ago and is still doing uh, sanctions. She clean jerked like 111 or something, didn't she? Yeah. Good clean jerk. Good techers too. Except on the jerk. Good lockout though. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get a good, good like it's, to be good at jerk is, a, yeah, tr- is yeah, a crazy yeah. skill. Yeah. I'm surprised no one has um, kind of like a true professional team has started. Like there hasn't been any, but I think it kind of goes against the old ethos of CrossFit of being kind of like the, um, not the hippies of sport. Pe- no, people want to be like working out in their garage. Yeah, the garage. Like the garage gym. Yeah. Like people want to be training in their sheds and that's what people love. Oh, so there's this Russian fella who has qualified for games like three times now and he's absolutely annihilated the sanctions. Right. But he can't get a visa to America, so he can't go to the games. And I'd love, to, I would love to see him go to the games. What's his name? I said this. I, I'll check it in a minute when you're talking about something. But I said this would happen a few years ago. Po- unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't have a podcast at the time, so you said I was like, I think what you just, said is it's I, it's all fun and games till the Russians yeah, start playing. <laughs> that's the problem. Like I was like, some it's going to happen. A couple, I'd say about three or four years ago, was it? Yeah. I was like, it's just gonna we're going to see. It. It's like you're going to see some truly high caliber killers like athletes. Yeah. Just come into the sports who have a basis in sports since they were young, but really, really understand how to train properly and have the mentality just to train the absolute heck out of it. Yeah, and I think a basis in sport is like, that's on a spectrum where a lot of good crossfitters have a basis in sport, but they have a basis in like school soccer. Yeah. Or they have a basis in like... D3 baseball or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, if you get an Olympian who's in a really, really good state system Yeah. where like... If you get someone in an Eastern European gymnastic system uh, or like a Russian weightlifting system, besides obviously like besides the drugs, right? Yeah, yeah. Like their level of professionalism and what they expect from themselves and what is normal, like their level of normal and their homeostasis Mm -hmm. is completely different from a fellow who goes hard in the shed. Like it's just, it's not. Yeah. And like, that's what people love about CrossFit because they made it so accessible to amateurs. Yeah. And the development of this, but then the problem is you get people like ex Russian athletes or yeah. or like ex Soviet. Like there's a Polish fella. Have you ever seen him? He's doing like close grip snatches at like no. one twenty five. Like he's phenomenal. I I think the other thing we like we tend to discount is that there's no talent ID yeah. system in CrossFit, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're good at CrossFit, you yeah. just go to a competition and you do it. Mm-hmm. 
every other major sport or most major sports in the world will have like a talent ID system where yeah. they screen like kids or they screen teenagers or adolescents and if they have favorable qualities they get taken into the system yeah like we don't really have those heavily supported systems in crossfit yet but we definitely don't have any talent id in crossfit yet no Ta- talent id tends to be like instagram basically or like competitions joe you know, like yeah guys winning uh events um but I, I, like it's only a matter of time until like oh 100 percent Dell set up a team or fucking Intel or something. Just you just don't know. Like like Fanta Fanta. Fanta or Club Orange or Club whatever. Um you can buy Bitcoin on their website now or something. What? So you just don't know yeah, where yeah, kind yeah. of left field kind of yeah. professional team will come along. So you just don't know who's gonna support them. Like you would think it would be a brand in CrossFit or fitness brand or it could be like a fat or a fox catcher situation as well, you know. Where it's like some really rich, really rich lunatic. Yeah, it's like Matt Fraser, come and live in my garage. That's the thing. Like, yeah, you would think Rogue would be the obvious one, but they would alienate a lot of people if they had people on their team. So I think as well, Rogue have done that in the past. You know, like Rogue. If you were a Rogue athlete, you were a fucking legit CrossFitter. A different time too, though. Yeah, very different time. And like we were talking about this just a few weeks ago about like the Rogue and again faster thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Rogue used to be the underdogs. Like again, faster were a legit company. Yeah, they're still there, though, aren't they? Yeah, they are, but they're not. They're not Rogue. No, they're uh, not Rogue. And like Rogue sponsorship meant so much to people early on. I don't think it means that much anymore. Like when you look at it, like, did actually didn't it? Yeah, that was the thing. Like it wasn't that you won the games; it was that you were a rogue athlete. Yeah. Uh, and now you look at like, you look at Lauren Fisher being sponsored by Colgate. Yeah. And being sponsored by Nike. She's sponsored by Jeep as well. Is she? Fuck. Her manager is must be phenomenal. Yeah, and obviously, like she's an incredibly good brand. Uh, but, but those companies, like Rogue, aren't gonna pay you the same money Nike pay you. No. Or that, or Jeep will pay you, or Colgate will pay you. Even, even a lot of those are Nike athletes, and it, that's not even a massive deal. Like, no, it doesn't seem to be as much. Uh, but I think Rogue kind of know that though, and they don't seem to push their. Uh, no, no, no. I think like Rogue have an incredibly good product. Yeah, I think they don't need and the it, athletes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they don't seem they to. Pro- they probably don't need them anymore. No, it doesn't seem like you know, that. I think back in, in 2010 and 2012, it was very, very different things. Like people, you needed Rich Froning to be behind you or you needed whoever to be behind you. Yeah. Just doesn't seem to be that way anymore. Do you think we'll ever have Seek athletes? Yeah. We have a, we have a section on our website for them. <laughs> <laughs> um. So moving on to weightlifting, we have... This year was kind of, uh, it was only kind of taken out of the weightlifting, basically, the penultimate yeah. problem of weightlifting, the, the biggest story. Well, any kind of Olympic sport was the the whole doping really coming to, not really coming to a head, but it's continuing its story. And as we stand right now, Russia's banned from the Olympics again, so that'll be two yeah. Olympics they missed. And so I know a lot of people are, um, whatever you want to say, rightly or wrongly, um supporting decision a lot of athletes uh lives are totally ruined yeah if you want to put it that way and like just just come in heavy there with that like (laughs) they're fucking but uh, yeah like it's not a thing of like we're not thinking of russian pride or anything or no no no. egyptian pride or anything like that we've spoken about this and nauseam in the past yeah but like there's a lot of fucking people there but in a lot of time there's a lot of coaches yeah like and i know you might say they were cheaters and that's um that is a fair argument you can't argue against that but if you just look at it from a human tr- perspective uh, their lives are ruined because um, a lot of them be a lot of work for sports psychologists over there <laughs> <laughs> you know any there no? I uh, know one or two uh, like if you're you've just geared your whole life toward like so this is what we're saying about um, wait till the Soviet ex-Soviet countries go play CrossFit the problem play is CrossFit is when they're left without their sport now is uh, like a lot of weightlifters especially your time is very not very limited but time is precious like and it needs to be used well yeah 100%. so to, if you miss two Olympics there's a massive chance you won't see another Olympics no and it well it does seem to be changing a little bit now right but that's in the countries where the athletes seem to have good support yeah or the athletes have the internal drive to keep going again like we see Lou who's 35 you now 36 
Andrea Ram now from Belarus is um, Belarus, yeah. is he 31 I think and he's going for another Olympics um, we see Ilya still competing um, like they actually thought in the f- there was a study in the 50s um, a bio- biomechanics study and they this they, is going to be pure gold they <laughs> said they thought that you couldn't improve jumping once you hit the age of 21 once you've passed 21 or whatever 20, yeah. you just couldn't improve your jump anymore yeah it's mad I think like that's um, that's quite the st- statement it actually weighs in pretty heavily on one of next week or week after's t- uh, podcast for adult onset athleticism um, it's quite a statement to make yeah um I suppose when you're in the 50s, though, you're probably going to die when you're 60s. So I suppose you're probably on midlife by the time you're 21. I think as well. Yeah, their systems back then tended to evolve or revolve around yeah. uh, getting a huge amount of very talented youngsters and then continuing to push them as hard as they possibly can until they had a few very talented youngsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, if you've gone up through that system, you're probably peaking when you're like 17. So by the time you're 21, you're pretty fucking broken. I think... Vertical height is one of those things as well that our vertical jump is probably um, jumpy ability. It's probably is kind of predetermined in a, an easier way to see, I suppose. It manifests itself very simply because... By Do you know what the best way to disimprove your vertical jump is? Not jumping. <laughs> no, just to go do weightlifting and gain like 20 kilos. Oh my God. Makes you so much worse. That absolutely kills your jumping ability. I used ability. to be fucking class at jumping. There's a... I used to be as well. I, like, I remember the month before I went to college, I jumped like uh, nipple height, a box yeah, jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And jeez, uh, I wouldn't do that now. That was my jam, like just jumping onto shit. Losing five kilos, say, even from eight months ago, my jump is way better now. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Doing a lot of barbell squat jumps as well. I've just gained like a lot. <laughs> a spring in your step. Uh, right. Let's talk about the other dirty cheaters, the Americans. Why were they cheating? I don't know. Oh. They, they're just going to get angry. Well, start of the top list seems you're fucking, you fucking just jump. So Lash, obviously. Oh, well, he's actually a dirty he tested positive for uh, yeah I think it was Sanazanazanazanazanazanazanazanol when he was like 16 uh, it was at the European Junior it was actually in Estonia the one I was just talking about um, he tested positive there I remember watching a Power Snatch 170 and we were all like this kid might be good someday and he was and, and he, he is. was but not after that but sure look he had a two year training camp there where he made some great progress um, but, like getting popped as a junior is like whoopa it's a sobby <laughs> the only thing like, is you're just straight in there it's like oh no I cannot compete two years <laughs> it's like I wonder what I'll do now yeah it's um, it's like a holiday basically Someone it's like a holiday where you can take as much gear as you want <laughs> your man was like speculating he's like so the unsportive new press but Shinega was like well he gained weight well so he got popped in 2013 or whatever and he didn't increase his body weight a lot but he increased his total a lot and then it was just like <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, like... Exclamation mark. Like, he's making... He's the greatest super heavyweight ever, basically. I don't think you can argue with that. No. Uh, it's only a matter of time before he does more in the clean and jerk and the snatch, I'd say. Jesus, snatches. Like, that 225 this year looked like 225, an opener. 221. What are you talking about? He did 225, didn't he? No. Was it 221 he did? 221 was the mostly snatch competition. Okay. His 221 looked ridiculous. Yeah. Um, absolutely ridiculous his pulling mechanics are so different from everybody else's because he's so gigantic Nobody when you're watching him pull you're like oh it's all first pull yeah. oh it's over his head his first pull is a deficit pull yeah and he gets the benefits of doing a deficit pull without having to do the disadvantages of a deficit pull yeah you could pull like him because you're a giant as well but everyone else weightlifting can't <laughs> no he's a phenomenal athlete because normally when super heavies are he weighs like 175 or something I think yeah he, uh they might be similar heights. Well, no, they might be tall enough athletes, but their biomechanics get so shitty because they get so fat. Yeah. Whereas he carries it very, very well, to be fair. He carries it incredibly well. He, he, I think we're going to see some huge things from him next year. Like he, normally when super heavies gain a lot of weight, they effectively reduce their range of motion to someone who's like 5'2". Yeah. Which is weird. It's also kind of one of the reasons they gain that weight. Yeah. Do you know, like, so they're not... This huge, big, long, gangly oak. Whereas it has not... A f- he's obviously, like, perfect for it, basically. <laughs> the only thing it doesn't work from well is his jerk is not great. No. 
I think just the displacement is so fucking big. Like people, I know people are saying, well, he jerked 264 or whatever, but um, his jerk still isn't, it's very, it's a, a lot of muscle is used in a jerk. Yeah. Rather than skill. Um, but look, he has a lot of muscle to use. <laughs> Alexei Lochev uh, competed there at the weekend. So Alexei Lochev actually cleaned jerk the world record in 2015 in Anaheim. And then he tested positive for a peptide called I... Hammerlean. Uh he said it was a knee injury and a doctor gave it to him. Which it might have been. Right. But that's not the reason he cleaned Jar two sixty four. Hey. So he actually competed again the weekend. So he cleaned Jar two sixty four. It was in Qatar. No, no, no. Uh, Russian competition. Okay. So um the big elephant in the room now is that this is great because he did one ninety, two thirty, and it was beautiful, right? It was right. very, very easy. And because this was his first competition back. Right. So and he is still incredibly fast, even though he did a lot of strongman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's obviously gunning for the European. I think when the, one of his coaches says he's basically gunning for the 2020 Europeans. Yeah. And obviously Lasha will be throwing down there as well. And it, but see, the thing is, Lochev can give it all at the 2020 Europeans because there's nothing else after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's obviously going to come in hat. <clears throat> and he, he's 264 clean and world record was phenomenal. Coming in hard and Come, fast. Coming in hard and fast. So, like, <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to see what he does. Yeah. Um, who knows what Lasha will do. Right. What's next? What's next is women are getting incredibly strong in weightlifting. Uh, and we were seeing some unbelievable performances last year uh, from, like, Rebecca Koa, from Kao Sing Chun, I think is how you pronounce her name. Guo was it? I think Guo is how they say. Did they say Guo? I think so, yeah. Uh, and obviously Toma. Guo. No, maybe it's Guo. Well, you know what we're talking about. Anyway. Uh, Toma. So like... And Deng Wei then, of course, beating Toma. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's becoming a legitimate thing to watch. And I know that sounds really, really annoying for some people, but... To be honest, I think it's as but, entertaining as male weightlifting. There's characters. There's there's yeah. people. There's... Um, charismatic figures to watch yeah yeah like in terms of who this year more than ever yeah in terms of the classes you'll want to watch at the Olympics next year there's uh, going to be just as many females as there will be males um like when I started weightlifting female weightlifting was not in any way interesting like you could name like there's maybe one or two who most people might know about that's the thing there was like Lydia Valentin yeah well actually two um there was Nadez, uh, something she was a 70 something kilo Russian female weightlifter, she was good. And then there was Zo Lulu, who was like a Chinese super heavy who cleaned. Yeah. Oh, and there was Tatiana Karashina. So there was very few over the course of nearly a decade not a decade, like years, where there was big names in weightlifting. But now, like, we have you know, someone like Maddie, who's like half a million followers on Instagram, yeah. and Kate Nye. Kate Nye's very popular, Rebecca Go is incredibly popular. Go is very popular. Yeah. Um, Deng Wei is just great to watch, like, because she's, like, she's just phenomenal. Like, uh, Tomez, she's kind of the, the the plucky underdog. Yeah. So it's great to watch that. <laughs> um, she's a bit more relatable for a lot of people, I think, Toma, because Deng Wei is so robotic and so precise in her movement. Yeah. And so Chinese that she's just winning whereas at Toma like you're really you're really gunning for her I think 100% and I think the thing with Toma as well that is different from a lot of the female weightlifters is that her morphology or like yeah her like her leg length is not ideal for weightlifting she has big long shins and big long femurs could be which, why her jerk is weird actually yeah and like it, it's just I think for a lot of people who are doing a small bit of weightlifting or they might do crossfit uh, or even if they're doing a good bit of weightlifting, but they're not like ideal proportions, unlike yourself, Mr. Murphy. Uh, watching lifts like that are a lot more relatable. And like she's an unbelievable athlete. Yeah. Uh, unbelievably skilled. So then it's like gives a little bit of hope, you know? Yeah. and But you can see the weights are not, they're limit weights. Like she's given everything when she does lift. 100%, yeah. And then obviously we have Kate Nye and Matty. So Matty is the first American female weightlifter to medal at three world championships, I think. Which is very, 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 very impressive. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, so this is not a comment on their performance, but it just taught me, just made me think of the new weight classes, which are a bit shit. 
<laughs> if we're going to be honest across the board for everyone why don't you just tell us what you really think alright I'll tell you I think they're shit <laughs> like um, having different weight classes at the Olympics and the World Championships is just I think I think what makes it worse is the reason right the reason they have new weight classes is so they're like oh those old weight classes were for when everybody was on drugs and everyone was doping and now these are new wear records this is the third time these are clean wear records and these are great wear records because they're not the old ones and then you're just like oh my god they're exactly the old ones like nothing has changed yeah so like what do you say this is the third time the weight classes have changed so 1990 I think and then again 2000 well they just reset the world records one time actually sorry uh, so it's not the third time. The, I think it's the third time. No, it's, it's actually like a couple of times the weight classes have yeah. changed. But um, so when, like say since the 1990, I think they've, they did a new weight classes in 1990. Yeah. And then they reset the world records in 2000. And then here we are this year. I think, I think um, having. Yeah, like I've no issue with weight classes being reset or jigged no, around no. or anything. If it's for like, if it's that like, Athletes are cutting too much weight because the gaps in between the weight classes are too big. Yeah. Or we have 13 weight classes. We don't need that many weight classes. It's not. Yeah. It's no longer entertaining for TV to watch this many athletes spread over this many classes. Or We need to make it more condensed. Or I think if the world records have gone to a point where basically nobody's going to be able to improve on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is good to change up again because world records do make the sport very exciting. Yeah, but yeah. this seems to be like... Oh no, everything's cool, bro. No, no, no. This isn't even this isn't barely the same sport. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that old sport. No, it's no, no, no. It's not the one where everybody's on drugs. Uh, this is a new sport where nobody's on drugs. So um, it'll be a shit show next year. I'd say basically when they try, when they pick the, like when the athletes have to go to the Olympics in yeah. weight classes, and I don't know, like who. But just what the fuck have they done? Like, basically, um, someone told me, um, they basically picked the weight classes like they didn't know like the week before they were supposed to announce, and then the clue what was going to be happening. On the whim, I'd say. And I think they just had to lock themselves in a room, and they were like, "These are the weight classes. This yeah. is what we're going to do." But like when you when you look at going from a ninety four kilo class to a ninety six kilo class, but a ninety six isn't even Olympic, is it? Ninety six is so. I'm not even sure of the weight classes. I think 96 is in the Olympics. But like, it's definitely. 109 is in the Olympics. 109 plus. What is the point? 73. On a two kilo jump. 81. Oh, well. So they said, basically, I think the 96 was a mandate from the IOC that they were like, you can't have a 94 kilo class anymore because that's clearly where... Everybody got popped. Yeah. Uh, five Olympic gold medals. Oh, obviously. So it seems we're talking about this. The five Olympic gold medals have been taken from London. So if Ilya's... Uh, Thorokides was just uh, taken last week um, he, there's, I think there was two females and everybody else's everybody else's um, like yeah it's mental hopefully now this year or next year uh, we're gonna see some like less retrospective like I've no bothers at somebody like the week of the competition being like oh he tested positive well I do have a problem with it but it's still like oh it's the week of the competition it's not like 18 months later when they're like oh we retested your B sample uh, from 98 yeah I have no time for that <laughs> no it's just I am um, because be, because knowing the amount of corruption that goes on behind the scenes that's yeah. just like yeah. leaving a giant back door open for whatever you need to happen to happen some of the things we learned this year were um Things we would have speculated, but hearing the details of them were, um, yeah, shocking, sickening, shocking. It's great to know, though, but um, yeah. obviously we shot if we ever <laughs> said anything about them. But um, yeah, I think you need to have the super Patreon for that. <laughs> um, if you, I think you know, if you win on the day and you don't test positive, like nobody, so the athlete gets their medal taken from right. Oftentimes, years later, uh, when. A lot of times they're kind of like, oh, fuck. But then it doesn't really matter to them. No. Uh, the athlete, nobody even really ever knows who gets the medal in. And they never get their moment in the, the sun. Yeah, like the person who gets the medal after them, like the fourth place person or whatever it is. Yeah. It's not like they get some, like they don't get good to get back to London and stand on the podium in front of however many thousand people. 
and have that glory and have that homecoming and everything. Like, And they're not going to get the big massive payout a lot of um, countries would give for a gold medal. No, no, no. Um, and I and I understand why you should be like, well, if you've, they're taking something, you should be found out basically. But it nearly ruined the sport there. Um, it's a very intricate subject because people get very um, uppity about it and they're like, cheaters should be caught all the time. But, and I, at the risk of alienating anyone, um, so I also made a video on this on my own Instagram before, uh, a lot of the times people who say that are um, shit at their sport. <laughs> all said and done, none of them have ever been athletes who were ever really in the depths, I suppose you could say. Just come out and say it who you're talking about. Owen. I'm actually not thinking of anyone in particular, <laughs> but a lot of times it's people. I am. <laughs> like, so when we have people who are natural athletes who are competing very hard, like I was saying, you know, there's a lot of countries there who at the moment who are competing very hard. And when they say it, I'm all for it. I'm all yeah. with them. And I'm really for what they're saying. And I totally agree with them. And it's really shit for them. And it's not fair because they could be in the same situation where if they were taking drugs, they could be winning too. 100%, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if someone else wasn't taking drugs, they could be right up there. And a lot of times they have a very bad case and when they say it that I'm, I put my hands up to support them immediately. Yeah. But when it's people who know nothing about training for elite sport, who've never given anything to sport, who've never like committed as many hours as those, been in the situation as those top athletes, and when they start talking shit then... Reddit weightlifting. No, no, it's not Reddit weightlifting. It's not, on, it's not Instagram like... Um, <laughs> Uh, like you see on like anti-doping science and stuff or, or under alias posts or when they post a video and be like well look it was all the drugs and stuff and like you, like when people say that like it's very very yeah you just can't understand like no um, they like the podcast right away lifting I posted before with Hook Rip and oh, I have like absolutely it. no doubt they like it but um, they put some absolutely but actually recently horrendous on, comments up there on Tarokadi's thing um a lot of people were like, why are they doing this? Because I think they like Tarokadi. Yeah. A lot of people like Tarokadi because yeah, he's, yeah, um, yeah. he's a very popular figure. And he's actually doing something to spread some knowledge. Oh, Sonny Webster actually, supposedly, he's going to be announced he's going to get a lifetime ban soon. What? Supposedly, yeah. Maybe it's because he keeps talking shit about them on his Instagram post. Yeah, that post there recently. Um, Joe, like... It must be tough. <clears throat> I'm not commenting on, like, whether it's right or wrong to do those posts. Yeah. But those posts are the exact reason why people on sitting on certain councils and on certain boards are like, hmm, maybe we need to retake a look at this Sonny Webster fellow. Yeah, that's the problem because yeah. they'll hear about it and they're like, yep. Um, and look like all those boards are like, it's borderline popularity contest, you know. If they're seen to be doing a good job, then they're doing a good job, whether they're doing it or not. So if you have somebody who has a fairly high profile or very high profile in sport mm -hmm. or in a sport in particular, then starting to talk shit. Like more people follow Sonny Webster than will ever follow uh, UK ADA or whatever it is like, you know, nobody's fucking, Cara. yeah, like, fucking Cara. nobody's clicking onto their Instagram story. Like, um, this is like the Israel, um, what's his second name? The rugby player. What's Israel? Hello. Is it Israel Fellow? No, no, no. Oh, this, you're taking a different guy. No, no, you're right. Am I? Israel, it is Israel. Uh, so the rugby player. So basically, he had the homophobic comments. Two homophobic comments, yeah. and it was in, and he won his case. Did he win his case? It is Israel Fellow. Yeah. yeah. Um, great rugby player. All oh, Jesus, all horrendous political opinions aside, or whatever. He's very fast. Um, <laughs> he's great. <laughs> he's a digger at running with that <laughs> he's ball. A specimen. Yeah. Um, so basically, if you don't know. He made an initial comment on Instagram, uh, I think it was earlier this year or last year, about, uh, it was just a homophobic comment, I can't remember exactly what that was, and then at the start of this, was it around August when the bushfire started, or was it last, Jesus, anyway, he made a comment saying that, well, this is obvious why this is happening, because God's punishing us for legalising gay marriage in Australia, actually it was this year, yeah. Uh, yeah. And obviously that's incredibly homophobic and offensive to a lot of people, and is obviously not not a thing that's not true like why would that like just it's it's incomprehensible yeah it like it's as an athlete it causes some huge issues yeah uh 
not alone because you're not you're now not able to play for your national team because mm-hmm. a national team is being paid for by the public and you just like, you simply can't spread things like that when you're hired by the public basically and it was in his contract yeah and it also causes another huge issue where you're, you're playing a team sport or you're playing on a squad or you're playing under coaches or under backroom team who may or may not have differing views and it's like when you go to work you just keep your opinions to yourself yeah and that was like it was made incredibly clear to him the first time and then he decided to go and do it again and look it, but it's it a went, shame because you see an athlete missing out on world cup time when, oh, in yeah. their prime like you know, but uh, at the end of the day you like he's there to do a job and you, you just can't be saying those kinds of things but do you know when it's on your own personal instagram doesn't matter i suppose when you sign the contract you yeah. said you won't do that on yeah, social media yeah, yeah. um so Obviously, he's on a much grander scale than Sonny Webster's, but he, uh, Israel actually, he started GoFundMe and it, he just captured a million dollars or something because he, he got that like within the first few days or something, which obviously says some things about people who donated yeah. to him. But anyway, he won this case, but uh, like he's never going to play rugby again, realistically. He might well, go he'll, to, he'll, to Japan or somewhere, yeah, probably. He'll play somewhere. I don't think he'll play for Australia again. And, uh, but anyway, so we've Sonny. Um, so he got he's extra banned this year so he got his something like eight year total or something yeah. was it or yeah and apparently it's going to be announced soon enough that he um, hopefully maybe it's not true now so this is just purely conjecture but as someone apparently said that he will be getting a lifetime ban which effectively eight years I don't think he ever had any aspirations to return to competition anyway he appears to be doing incredibly well with travelling around and doing seminars and doing uh, kind of social media things Sometimes um, he says things about weightlifting that you don't agree with. Yes. That we don't agree with. That we don't agree with. Um, but look. He, you know, it doesn't really... Yeah. He's not trying to coach um, athletes to be the best weightlifters. He's just trying to make people cross with his less shit at weightlifting, I suppose. Yeah, that appears to be what it is. Yes. All right, let's um, talk about some other controversial topics what that is went it? on this year. What else been done? The coaching shuffle in the States. Oh, yeah, the States. Is it, so we funny. had... Maddie Rogers leave her coach. Oh, the Catalyst Athletics. Uh, yeah. Uh, we had the MASH compound clear out. Yeah. Hunter. Uh, Hunter, Damron. Uh, that was it, was it? I didn't know the one or two others leave as well. Um, And then, like... It seems to be a thing in America made of thing. Yeah. That they just seem to shuffle around coaches. It's like, in, you know, in Premiership Soccer. Harrison left his coach, Harrison Morris. Harrison Morris, yeah, sorry. CJ is the only one hanging in there. Yeah. Uh... It appears to be like, do you know that in Premiership Soccer where it's like you get a new manager every four months until yeah. you start winning matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just, like obviously MASH got them, like got Hunter and Damron to a very, very high level. Mm-hmm. I just love to know what was going on behind the scenes there. I'd love to know as well. Because like Dylan Cooper left a few years ago. Oh, he and then he's with Zach now. Yeah. Let's get Zach on actually. Yeah, he'd be a great guest. Um... So, I think Zach is coaching. I don't know if JTS coaching Dylan now, or is it Zach just coaching Dylan himself? Zach, but he left as well. He left Mash and he left Cal Strength. Yeah, they seem to move around a lot. Like obviously, right? If you're training in uh, yeah. on the East Coast and you move out west, you're probably going to go to Cal Strength or something. But usually, you'd see like Mash keeping his hat in the ring. Like he's um, what's Madlib's real name? Morgan. Yeah, Morgan. Morgan. I was about to say Morgan McKinley. McGlock. McGlock. McCullough. McCullough, is it? Something like that. That's very Scottish. His name is Madlifts15 in my mind. Um, He's obviously unbelievably very well. Unbelievably talented. Um, It was a shame to see Harrison kind of dropped off. He he made a massive kind of, um, he had a massive amount of momentum last yeah. year and the year before. and Very aggressive progression. I'd love to know... Um. I think he kind of injured himself, I think, with his coach, and I think he wasn't too happy. Did he injure himself with the coach, or did he injure himself when he started training without the coach? I, I, do, I, I don't know, I don't, don't know. know. I think, um, I don't know. Um, so, he seems to be kind of coming back a little bit again. Yeah. Um, it's hard to pick up momentum, mind if it takes a long time to restart the motor. Definitely, yeah. Getting new coaches. Um, Changing coaches takes a long time to get used to. For the coach and the athlete, of course. Yeah. Um, Maddie's coach handled it very well I can't seem to think of his name though but he made a statement saying you know it was 
he came across really classy to be honest yeah 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 he seemed anytime I've heard of Doc he's seems to be a gent um what do you there? rugby world cup yeah and the incredible physical specimens what's the English team more so the South African team I didn't see as much of the South African team I just saw the English team and I couldn't get over how many of the English team had large pecs get out your phone there the uh, South Africans so before just put in like South African rugby pre-season picture or pre-season six pack or something so you get uh, the South Africans were in camp for longer than any other team I think they had like oh something mental it might have been like 25 weeks in camp or something. Japan actually spent the longest in camp. I think it was South Africa and then Japan or something. Uh, so they went, they were obviously training together for a very long time. But what we did see was incredible physical specimens come out of that. Uh, and the last thing I want to do now is sit on here. And throw some fucking so doping allegation. That's it, the one I'm talking about, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. There's lads. So it's like 30 guys. Yeah. All ripped. Absolutely. Every one of them is. Every single one of them has visible abs. And there's guys there like 140 kilos. Jeez, that's yeah. gross. So I think the Rugby World Cup this year showed probably the highest levels of uh, like physical preparedness than we've seen in any other World Cup so far. Yes. Uh, which is great to see for the sport, you know, like seeing really really good strength and conditioning programs being implemented by really really good coaching staff uh rather than seeing the kind of half broken gnarled uh guys we've seen at world cups before jesus they're in some shape aren't they yeah crazy shape um rugby world cup is because it's while it might seem like it's um like it kind of seems like it's like the olympics you know it's um an entity and it wants to enforce good sport, clean, honest fun. But uh, you'd forget that it's basically a private enterprise and while yeah. it's in its own interest to not be testing anyone positive, just like CrossFit isn't. Yeah. And um while uh, they do test but like uh, yeah, but a like, test a test at a World Cup isn't exactly a we never see isn't never, a drug test, you know, it's hardly, an intelligence test. Hardly anyone ever tests positive for um well, yeah, South Africa have yeah, had a lot of positive tests. Oh, have they? Uh, at schoolboys level, yeah. That's what they, uh, the testers said to me before one time. They were saying that they think, I think I mentioned this before, but they think that the um, going from like provincial to Munster or whatever, changing grades is, yeah. is when they think people are at the biggest risk of doping. And, Jesus, that picture of South Africa team is ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. That was pre-season in like the summer sometime, was it? I think in August or September. Fuck, man, hell. Yeah, in great shape, to be fair to them. The English team are absolutely act as well. Yeah, Fitness is very, crazy. Very, they very, didn't very good shape, yeah. Absolutely. If you're interested in the English team, there's a documentary, like a 12 or a 13 verse called The Rising Suns, uh, where they followed them through, like, team selection. This year? season yeah. Oh, followed good. them the whole way through the World Cup. On the YouTubes? On the YouTube. It's called Rising Suns. Very, very good. Like, that's an incredibly young squad, you know? Very young. We're all new, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so you see, like, like they do... Eddie Jones is, I think he's originally a PE teacher or something. <laughs> <laughs> but he... Uh, it's a racist. Yeah. But he <laughs> he has some... Uh, he has some very unique views on kind of... Yeah. Uh, uh, skills coaching is what I call it. Like the kind of handling drills they're doing or like they're doing like really weird things that you don't see that... Like... Strength and conditioning drills, like yeah. cleaning presses on the side of a pitch and then go running up and down the pitch, you know? That's what he's doing. Yeah, that's not what he's doing, but like, there's you get to see some of that. Uh, it's an interesting look. And then obviously you've got the classic weight room stuff and the classic sprint stuff. Uh, that must be some kind of colonialism kind of mentality, I suppose, <laughs> when you're doing that on the pitch, is it? Kind of running down other people. Yeah. The old Brits, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> um... That's very interesting. Rising Suns. S-U-N-S or S-O-N-S? S-O-N-S. Ah, yes. Why the fuck would it be Suns? Well, Rising Sun is the Japanese flag. Yeah. S-U-N. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's no, Rising Suns. That's the plane. Uh, so, the last thing then about the year in review of general strength sports, mainly weightlifting after 2019, is the Chinese powers. Jesus, yeah. Like... <laughs> They've never. They were always kind of dominant in the last decade or fifteen years, but now they're just more so than ever. Jesus Christ! Like when you showing up to like that Swiss competition, 
at just like power snatching 140 or something maybe like cleaning power jerking 180 and then just walking out laughing they, I cannot wait to see what they do in Tokyo it, it's just more every year it's crazy like it's it, the dominance is getting bigger and bigger and bigger um, obviously they're in a situation where look let's be honest there's no Chinese people listening to this so um, it's obviously a situation like Russia's but much 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 better or well worse depending who's you you are much better for them point of view uh, I'd say better resources yeah uh, much less infiltration of testing organizations there's going to be no whistleblower in China fuck no like I can't wait the, well eventually there the might stories be stories of uh of when Wada were flying over there to like validate like some fucking testing procedure or something and they arrived at the airport when the national team were training in like the closest training centre but they thought Wada were going to test them so they were turned around at the airport just kept in a holding cell passports held on to or like oh boys you have to go back your visas were uh, refused that's unbelievable I love yeah. it yeah <laughs> you have to love that like oh um in in tune with that obviously we have Ilya's comeback and I was lamenting on something there recently so the way we were talking about you know crossfitters with all the sanctionals that the we get to see all the best compete more often thankfully the new system one of the good parts is we get to see our best weightlifters compete more often and I was just lamenting that often we used to see Ilya compete that much no the minimum amount possible whereas if we had the old Ilya competing as much as this how how entertaining would the sport be how yeah how many great moments are we missing and I'm look I'm not not taking away anything from anyone but that would have been pretty cool yeah Um, at the moment he geez, he did very bad there at the Qatar Cup he uh, did didn't he one one satch and one clean jerk I think 165 and oh, 200 so he missed so he missed 165 made 165 missed 171 missed 200 jerk made 200 jerk missed 205 and like his misses were nowhere near in the last attempts 205 yeah. and 171 um, look, we were talking about this now, and again, not to, uh, it's hard to speculate, but um, his coaches are making strange decisions. Yeah, we saw him going from doing really, really heavy doubles off high blocks, which and is like, if you were to say, Ilya, what's your favourite movement to do for yeah. snatches? Or like, Ilya, what's the movement that you can go really, really heavy on snatches on? Yeah. The easiest, he'd be like, uh, probably a double from high blocks. Like and they were very missy. A lot of those are missing. Hundred percent, yeah. So just some weightlifting houses. There was a one seventy. You know this one in Qatar. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is his first time going from the floor in a few weeks, and first time without straps and even longer. And that was like six days before, maybe. Like, you know, drugs are no drugs. When you're entering, you, you can't be doing that. You just when you're getting close competition, sports specificity needs to be yeah. at its highest. That's the whole reason it's sports specific. So. High block doubles, heavy jerks from blocks. High block doubles that you look like you're going to miss. And did. You yeah. missed it a lot. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Jer just, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. And like jerks from blocks, um, hang cleans, when he doesn't seem to do a lot of hang cleans. And then, like, no, nah, it's just, uh, the just, way it, just like, in cleans. The way his clean has been in the past, you could see hang cleans making him better. Like his pulling mechanics. Yeah, but try I it. could see, but like, yeah, fuck well, we it, he shouldn't be doing it now, like. Um, basically, he hasn't improved his soul at all since he's come back. Like, it's been more or less 170, 200, plus yeah. or minus a few kilos. Um, I'm still bang on for my prediction for the Olympics. What were you saying? But he's not even make the Olympics. Like 65, 200. I think this brings us on to a bigger problem. As in, why can't the best weightlifter in the world without drugs um, have a why does he have such a hard time making the Olympics Garf yeah do you ever hear the saying if it looks like a duck that's what I mean like, and what, it walks like a duck like this is it's probably a duck like people see it's what would you call it it's really like blinkers on when we yeah. people we, we support the best weightlifters so there's an argument to be made right yeah that uh whatever it was with Ilya's physiology was incredibly well adapted or just incredibly uh, positive for drugs, right? So he, whatever it was in his physiology, he was able to take 
as much gear as he wanted or he reacted incredibly well to drugs and that now without drugs he's not able to I don't think that's it though no so that's argument number one yeah. argument number two is that everybody else is still on the drugs <laughs> you're talking about the, yeah. like the like you can call him the greatest weightlifter of all time yeah well and he can't yeah. qualify for an Olympics without a bit of juicy booze um <laughs> It doesn't add up. Like, obviously, it adds up if you think about it. And it's, it's not like it, he took years off, you know. If he took, like, two, two and a half full years off and didn't train at all and wasn't doing anything, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's probably hard for him, you know. He's not he's not the young guy he was before. But it's like, fuck me, he's been training away the whole time. It kind of looks like um, mentally it might not be there for him. You're saying he needs a sports psychologist as well. I don't know what a sports psychologist be able to fix him. <laughs> what do you think? What would you say to Ilya if he was here now? Uh, I'd be like, hey, Ilya, thanks for coming. Uh, we're about to wrap up this podcast, but uh, <laughs> do you want to have a chat after? Um, it to me kind of looks like, like I was watching his Instagram had a live video from the warm-up room and like he was, Ilya's notorious for being really high energy. And he was just not, he didn't look that into it when yeah. he, was, he was sitting down between sets. He was looked kind of, not worried, but he looked... Um, Stressed. Thoughtful, kind of, yeah. which is not what you want to be before. Well, not, it, it's different if you're like the guy who looks thoughtful before every lift. Ilya fucking moonwalks to the platform, <laughs> does a backflip, claps some chalk and... <laughs> like, when you're doing like, or like heavyweights like that, like... You would just basically want the lights are on, but nobody's home, kind of. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. If you're that kind of lifter, yeah, which he is, like, so seeing him thinking about it, the last thing he needs to do is think about it. Yeah, like he's his warm ups did not look great. Um, look, I suppose he made his total or whatever, but clock is ticking now, and look, I think drugs or no drugs, he should be doing a lot more. Not a lot more, but he could definitely be doing oh, ten no, kilos. He should be doing significantly more. Yeah, it it's um, it's very sad to see. I won't lie to you. I'm yeah. uh, it's quite disheartening to watch. And I'm not saying it's heartening because oh, it was all the drugs and it's heartening because I still want to see him do well. Um, like he kind of looks like he should still be able to do one eighty two twenty, going by his lifts. Like if uh, like on a really good day, if he peaked really well, I think he fuck could do. Me, there's a few times there he catches a clean and you're like, oh. Well, not the cleans; they always look grand. It's a jerk. Yeah, they don't look like they used to. He's uh, jerking a lot more, like with a bent leg. You know, yeah, which is not great. <laughs> um. It, it's his clean doesn't obviously it's not as good as it used to be no um he's relying a lot his old technique was very very power yeah <laughs> very power is the best way to put yeah. it yeah like if you look at the things that it, like some of us use some amount of power some amount of speed some amount of strength yeah some people use more strength than they use speed some people use more speed than they use strength some people use more mobility than they use anything else. Yeah. Illy used to use power. <laughs> um, I suppose if I had Ilya, you just have to be doing... If Ilya was on the Seeker Strength website and went to buy a program. You know, Ed Cohen said something very interesting before. He's like, you know, the way you, when you train first is usually the way you end up training later. Yeah. And while I think in Ilya's head, he's like, well, I can't train like I used to with all the waves and clean and like... Um, all the volume and intensity in his head I think but while you might not be able to match the volume and intensity you can certainly do a piece of that yeah. you just scale it back to what you can do now and clearly he does not need to be doing variations to improve his technique because Ilya already has his technique after 22 years of weightlifting I, yeah I can't figure out why they chose the variations they did if he, if he started doing those variations this week you'd be like okay he's doing a base block yeah but I can't like the things that look wrong with his snatch aren't that he doesn't extend at the top. No, no, no. So no. why the fuck is he doing those? Or like... He's it's heavy off the floor. Yeah. And he's... You'd want to doing like floating uh, snatch pulls. And like he's... He's clean, is fine. He just needs new more cleans, as I think. And um, like his jerk is... It's, you can't jerk like that when you're not an absolute tank. Like when you're not... Yeah, like... Hey, fuck it, he front squatted 260. Like, Joe, so it's not like he's lost all his front squat strength, which is like what his jerk looks like now looks like somebody who's lost a significant amount of front squat. Like he's two oh five. Um it was nowhere near the jerk. Not even it not even close, like Yeah. I didn't see that one. And um his jerks from rack are really shitty, but like he barely holds them overhead. 
like there's a lot of fundamental changes to the jerk technique that would be needed yeah but then he seems to be just paying no attention from what it looks like to us obviously this is all speculation from social media training but it looks like he's not addressing his jerk technique and then trying to address his snatch clean jerk technique when there's no need to yeah like there's no need to just well, keep he snatching he just needs to do more snatches um but look we'll um this time next year when so we're that's doing, been 2019 <laughs> like when we're doing 2020 next year in review we'll, time will tell what will have happened yeah hopefully um he gets some kind of gear that they can't test and he's back on top <laughs> and we'll on that note We'll see you later. Thanks, guys. Happy Christmas.